Hey, Mac, when does deer season start? Well, if you want the best deer herd possible, Lanny, you need to start right now. Right now. That's, That's why right. we're starting our promotion. I mean, we've got a deer season starts now promotion on plantbiologic.com where you can pick up our Game Changer soybeans, our forage soybeans, and our spring protein peas. While you're there, you might as well go ahead and pick up some brassicas like our final forage and winter bowls. Yeah, stock up for the cool season planting right now. Listeners to the GK Podcast, if you use coupon code GKPOD, you can save an additional 10% off our entire selection of warm season, cool season, and clover food plot seed. Get started today and visit plantbiologic.com for an unforgettable fall. I am Jeff Foxworthy, and welcome to Gamekeeper Podcast. If you want to learn more about farming for wildlife and habitat management, then buddy, you are in the right place. Join the Gamekeeper crew direct from Mossy Oak Land Enhancement Studio as they discuss the latest wildlife and habitat management practices, news, and of course, hunting. There's no telling what you'll learn, but I'm going to tell you, I bet it's interesting. Enjoy. We're live in three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome to our humble podcast studio here in West Point, Mississippi, home of Mossy Oak, and a lot of other brands that we're so, so proud of. Yeah. yeah, Mossy Oak Fishing, Hercules. The home of Hercules. Home of Hercules. Sure. You know, t- this is our 201st podcast, and it was harder to get everything rounded up today. You you would think after 200, we'd have this kind of... Do you think you'd get this figured out? Oh. Maybe we've gotten a little complacent. What have you been working on? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure where Toxie is today. Uh, I know he's not. He's not here. He's not here. Yeah. And uh, when I look around the room, Richie looks like he's uh, struggling over there. But I'm just to- along for the ride, man. Yeah. Well, it's going to be today's going to be a bumpy one. When I look across the room, we've got two hellions <laughs> would be about the best way I know to describe oh, yeah. one of them. Homeboys. Uh, Homeboy but, hellions. But we've got Jack Robertson. In the house, and we got Robbie Taylor, one of our one of our very own. You at know, one point it it's uh it's odd because for many years, if I ever had a computer problem, and I had quite a few computer, you problems, have problems and I, lots I, of computer I, problems. I it would was, call Robbie, and he would come down there and turn your power button on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that time somebody replaced the letters on your keyboard? Well, that was the best ever. No, I replaced the letters on somebody's key. Tim oh, Brooks's keyboard. That's oh, what okay. It was. Yeah. yeah, and he was hitting TTT. Do you remember that, Robbie? You do remember that? Oh, that was yes. great. And he called IT to, <laughs> yeah. to get it figured out because he was a finger puncher. Yeah, he, was, he didn't he really know how to type. So he swapped the keys up and there were different numbers. And, and he would, Tim was in, I could hear him in there typing. What the? Backspace. And he cuss again. And then he called IT and I was rolling in the floor and they came down there and couldn't solve it. They gave him another computer, gave him another keyboard. And it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Man, like that's right. It that's right. Yeah, that's good. I remember hearing a story about somebody writing a book. Oh, yeah. yeah that's very true. I, yep. lo- I lost it in the Ethernet one time, Lanny. I don't know. That's where he's probably trying to go. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. He only had one copy. And it was gone. On a floppy drive. <laughs> and it was gone. <laughs> like a floppy floppy? Yeah, it was gone. <laughs> I-, I lost the he whole He lost the line. whole book. He had worked a year and a half or however long on it. And he came in and he was white as a ghost. <laughs> And he said, I've lost it. <laughs> I said, what? He said, what? my book. I'm like, oh, you're writing a book? <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, I don't know how he did it, but he magically. It, it, it took us out. a week. 
So I'm sure he included you on the revenue share. From oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> if, there's, if there's any revenue, I'm going to share it. That's right. They're probably still paying off that software. That's right. Uh, I'd never heard that. Yeah. That was, and Joe Bush got involved in that, too. He was he helped on oh, that. Oh, it right. was it was two, three. Yeah, it, it was not an easy. Okay, it wasn't huh? just like it wasn't. He didn't do it an easy way. No, he did it a really hard way. <laughs> I don't, still don't know what I did. I just went to save it, and then yeah. it just went away. But he had one copy. Mm, no it was backup. Just the one, no, no backup. No backup. Just one copy. Yeah. Nobody ever told me I needed to do all that. I'd send, he did. After, yeah. I learned afterwards. So. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, uh, my wife was cleaning out a cabinet last week. She comes in with this book, and she said, whose book is this, and why is it signed? And it was, you know. It you hit it. Well, I mean, you know, I read it and loaned it to buddies and read it or whatever. Yeah. I always made sure they gave it back because, you know, he quit, you know, quit doing the signings. I mean, I was like, holy smokes, you can't get rid of that. So, yeah, I've got, uh, I think, all three of them. Oh, nice. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one day those things might be worth something. For maybe. You Probably more maybe. than the first edition of Tenth Legion someday. <laughs> yeah. I kind of doubt that. It's a great story, though. It is. It really is. Well, thank you. It is. It's one of the few books story. you've read. It is. I have. I can probably count the books I've read on my one hand, and it's on there. Yeah, since the internet came out, I can count about five books, and uh, I think two of yours are in that. Yeah, you're killing it, Bobby. You guys need to read a little bit more. So, <laughs> so, uh, so Jack. Yes, sir. You you started a company called Wildlife Dominion. How long ago was that? And you seem like you've been at this a long time, trying yes. to figure out how to trap pigs and cameras. And well, yeah. So um, back in 2015, uh, we started working on a camera project and stuff like that. And and you know, we were looking at doing like a deer camera type deal. We realized that we probably were were a little overzealous and and thinking what people would actually spend on, spend on a deer camera. And so, you know, Robbie and I kind of got together because there were obviously some technical problems that were a little bit above my head. <laughs> and so what do you do? You, uh, you rope, Robbie. that's right. You <laughs> rope in your brother-in-law and say, Hey, can we work on this? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I know how to fix this. This is easy. And so, you know, he and I got together and, and we kind of, we made it work and it's, it's evolved a long way since then. But anyway, we made it work. And, um, there was a research project going on with pigs at the time and they were having trouble with the cameras they were using. And so we loaned, basically gave one away. We took the money in our pocket, and built one. Cause you know, that was 15, wasn't much money. Um, and said, here, y'all try this. They called us first part of January and said, we'll take six more. All right. I looked at Robbie and I said, we're in business. Yeah. He said, can we make any money? I don't know, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> we got an order. Robbie. Yeah, we got <laughs> Robbie's shaking his head. Like, so we you, barely made the first one work. How do you think we're going to get six? So you guys kind of dedicated your lives right now to, to helping solve the wild pig problem that's going on around the country. And, and I think the traps that you build have evolved into capturing, helping biologists capture other animals as well but it seems like that trap is kind of your expertise you figured out a way to make this thing work at a at a level others had and but how how did these how did pigs become such a problem it just you know we 10 years ago they popped up here mm. prior yeah. to that there weren't pigs here growing well, up in, in in south or around montgomery there weren't a lot of pigs there were pockets with pigs now they're everywhere that's right. And so it's just kind of, you know, the, the original pigs were brought to the United States by the, the Spanish settlers. The Soto's kind of credited with bringing the first ones to South Florida. 
Hmm. Uh, and what they would do is whenever they came to a new area, they would drop off some pigs, let them free range. And then on subsequent trips, they would have food there guaranteed to eat, not knowing where they were going and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's where the first population really started in, in South Florida. And then, uh, as hunting became more prevalent and, and the pig population really exploded, uh, down there, even back in those times. And then in the late 18, 1900s, uh, the Eurasian boar was actually brought in to supplement because these were domesticated pigs early on that just went wild. And then they decided, Hey, we want to, we want to add a larger boar to it, a hairier boar, bigger teeth, you know, how, same thing, game management. We want bigger and better. So they brought in the, you know, the Eurasian boars, uh, from, from Europe in that area that, that started around 1890. And so, uh, and, that's just kind of the population just steady grew and everybody, even the pigs here. So you take the pigs in our part of the world, most of those, you know, we can, we can document where the, the population started. Um, you know, guys would bring them in from, they went and hunted them somewhere and said, Hey, why am I going to drive three, four five hours away? Yeah. I'm just going to bring 10, 15 home and drop them off. Put and a couple in the truck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's gone on. That's happened a bunch then. That, that is the problem. Yeah. So, so a question just pops in my mind: like the Arkansas Razorbacks, the the, the mascot of their major institution there in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, is that that's not that's that's a Eurasian pig that was brought over many many years ago? Yeah. Is that, that we, is it Russian? We've always said this Russian. Yeah, the Russian Eurasian? boar. That's that's a little bit of a different subspecies. But uh, you know, to get technical on this, the Sioux Scrofa, which is our wild pig. That is the exact same species as our domesticated pig. Huh. You turn them loose, you let them live on their own, they start growing hair, they start growing tusks. And so whether you're talking about a wild pig, a feral swine, you know, same prior species. nature Russian boar, it's all the same species. Hmm. Uh, you know, the piney wood rooters. Just like dogs are the same species and you got all different kinds of looks. And- That's right. That's exactly right. Hmm. You know what's Never it- thought about it like that. Lanny, over in, in like Germany and, and, and places in Europe, hunting these pigs is, I mean, that is a big time trophy hunt. Yes. And, and, and they, they do a lot to encourage their pig populations. And I think Oof. from what I've heard that they, that then the wealthy hunters. Yeah. But ecologically, will, Europe and all of that is a mess. Right. Uh, we're talking about plant species that don't exist anymore. It's, it's way worse of a problem than we have over here. But they uh, I don't disagree with you, but it's just interesting how their sportsmen look at it as opposed to the way we're, we look at it. And that, it's kind of juxtaposed, if you will. Well, now, that, yeah. that opinion is changing. It is. Very fast. And Robbie can allude to you. Uh, he, he's involved a little bit more with our international folks. But, uh, but you know, we've from right here in Crawford, Mississippi, we're servicing how many countries now, Robbie? We're in at least six right now. And, you know, when we first started, even through the first, uh, you know, five, six, seven years, you know, if we got a call from, you know, if we sold, if we sold units or or we got a call from, you know, from Europe, it was pretty rare. You know, I get about three a week. Hmm. Um, You know, we've shipped, we've got equipment in the UK is a great example of where they, you know, it used to be just for the select and they had laws that protected, you know, the pigs. And and now uh, in Scotland, you know, this guy tells me that, you know, that they they have, you know, wild pigs running through Scotland for the first time since, 
I don't know, 180 years or something like, you know, it was a very long time. Um, and so they don't even know how they're starting from scratch. They don't, they haven't had to deal with, with pigs at all. And so we see that in Spain um, and Portugal. And, and now the hot spot it seems to be uh, is in the, uh, in the South of France. Right. Mm-hmm. So with all the vineyards, is spilling over from from Spain, so I bet they could do some work on a vineyard. They love them. They love them, right? <laughs> like little tender vines. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you know, so what Europe is seems to be struggling, struggling, but adapting to is is changing their regulations and laws and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that that professionals, you know, they're still going to be a lot different than what you see in the U.S., but at least professionals uh, over there can can address, you know, the the problems as they pop up so when y'all talk about servicing them you're selling them traps and cameras that that they can on their phones or computer they can drop the traps and catch the pigs. that's correct just and like open they, the like, gates or just like the gates. yeah just like we do here in the u.s they just have never you know they don't they have not really addressed it at all you know very just with with hunting and limited um but but you know. but I, am i right though in thinking that the, like a big trophy a big boar would be a real trophy over there or historically it had been yeah oh it still is it i mean still it is if you're gonna hunt those animals in your and, and we're spoiled in the united states mm-hmm. um you know you can you know go to hunter's ed get a hunter's license join a hunting club there's plenty of public ground you can hunt and that stuff you get into europe and, you know, sometimes it takes you years to get qualified to hunt a species and then additional time to be able to, you know, hunt it with a certain caliber gun or to whatever. So, I mean, it's a much, you know, it's a much longer process. And that goes all the way back, you know, to the nobility times when, you know, the a lot of the wildlife is still owned by the lords and, mm-hmm. the, you know, of the land and stuff like that. Let's just pray that it doesn't evolve like that here in the states. Oh man, I'll throw no. that out there. Yeah, I think our hopefully our North American model of managed wildlife will prevent that. <laughs> yeah. So when, when you kind of let's just take a snapshot in time, right where we are right now, pigs are a they're a bigger problem in the South than anywhere else, or kind of help us understand that. In what states are the hottest? Well, that depends on where you are. Of course, if you've got, you know, if you've got pigs. It's you, the hot one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, your problem's worse than anybody else's. We hear it every day. Yeah. My pigs are different. No, they're not, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so, yes, historically, you're looking at southeast United States, and so it's typically South Carolina, and it comes, you know, across Tennessee's got a little bit of a problem, or well, it's a growing problem, and then it stretches, you know, slightly up into Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. Now, um, that's been our historical problem. Now we're in 36 states. So now, you know, we're addressing problems, you know, around the Great Lakes. You know, I'm sure everybody's heard about the super pigs that are coming south out of Canada. I have. So I, I want to learn one. more yeah, about tell that. Tell us about the super pigs. <laughs> well, it's um, basically, we'll kind of strip it down crayon level. Good. That's they, what I need. I figured that, Thank that's you, the reason I looked at you. <laughs> um you know, you, you go back to evolutionary times. So animals in colder environments have larger body yeah, mass yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So they are a larger pig typically than ours are, but they're also, they're, they're closer to a domesticated pig. So they're fewer generations away. So they have larger litter sizes. So if you're looking at, you know, Southeast United States, five, six, maybe eight on a good litter for us or a big litter, you know, theirs are going to be eight, 10, 12, could go to mm. 15. And, and that's why they're calling them super pigs. They reproduce a little faster. 
Um, now you're also talking about a new environment. So there's not limiting, there's not near as many limiting factors outside of weather as far as food, you know, dependency on population. You start getting into population models on that, but you know, that's the deal. And so, you know, historically everybody thought pigs in Canada, you know, they can't make it through the winter in the wild. Well, that's not true. Um, and it's the same kind of thing that, that caused us our problem here. People, they put the pigs up in the winter. They've got them in a holding pen. They feed them out in the winter to kind of protect them. In the spring, they turn them loose, let them free graze. Then they go back in the fall before winter and bring them back. Well, you turn 20 loose and you bring back 25, but they reproduce in their 60. Mm -hmm. So that's, and, and that's the problem there. And so it's, and now we're, we're seeing our, our Northern states are having to deal with it. Montana, Wyoming, you know, Wisconsin, all those states that, you know, hey, we don't have to deal with pigs. That's a southeastern problem. Now they're calling us and going, hey, we got a problem. I I, I know you do. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like I said, Robbie and I have been working with uh, some guys in Canada. Their hunting regulations are different than ours. Their gun regulations. Your daughter's been begging you to hunt since her little brother shot the big eight last year. You've ran a fire, dissed the fields, got stuck, got unstuck planted food plots, fertilized, and prayed for rain. You moved trees, limbed roads, even bought one of those fancy cell cameras. So what's your excuse? LS Tractor. Moultrie has pioneered the game management category. Today, Moultrie is one of the best-selling brands of feeders and seeders in the world and they continue to innovate with new technology that gamekeepers will rely on. Moultrie products are always field-tested and designed for hunters by hunters, combining forward-thinking innovation with time-tested practicality. Moultrie, first in feeders since 1979. All right, so guys, Moultrie is offering our listeners a 15% site-wide discount at MoultriePeeders.com. Use code Mossy Oak with a capital M, Mossy Oak, at MoultriePeeders.com and get that 15% discount. So McKinley was set right here last week and said there are about 1.5 million deer, give or take a little bit, in Mississippi. In Mississippi. How many wild pigs are there? Well, I wish you'd have got that answer out of McKinley because nobody can tell us. The population models are. are um, we thought y'all were experts. Well, that's why we brought that <laughs> I'm not far enough away from home to be considered an expert. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, the population, the, the numbers all over the place. Uh, you know, you're talking about a an average growth rate, just saying, you know, in Mississippi of one and a half to you know one one point three percent. So that number, that's a huge that's number. A huge number. Right. You know, uh, deer can't do that, and, and they won't do that. And plus, you know, it's just deer is easier. I mean, it really is. It's easier to measure because you you can do camera surveys. This is how many I have, and you know they're going to reproduce once a year. Mm -hmm. A good fawn, I mean, a good doe is going to drop 1.2, 1.3, whatever our state average is. Depends on rainfall. You know, you can't do that with pigs. You know, we've had, we've had pigs, you know, like I said, Robbie and I have put collars on pigs working with different agencies that, they just pick up and walk five, six miles for no reason. Well, mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, that messes up a camera survey. Mm -hmm. There's been some work done and we, we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of work with different universities and research agencies and looking at some of that stuff. And, and right now, um, I was reading a book. It's a good book for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it'll put you to sleep on all the different population models for wild pigs. It's, mm. 
You talk about it's riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Statistical <Riveting>. modeling. Uh, <laughs> I just run the other way when I hear that phrase. Yes. So Mississippi's got, we've got a lot of pigs here. Alabama's got them in, in places. Georgia, obviously Florida, Louisiana. I, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I think every, every, every state in the South has Every got state them. you just mentioned has pigs in 100% of their counties. And like, you know, Used to, we just assumed they would stay in the bottoms and drainages and things, and now they're just infiltrating into upland areas. You know, we're we're, (laughs) yeah. I mean, we're trapping in high plains, desert type environments. It's insane. Yeah, or downtowns. You know, know, Starville's just a few minutes away. I was at our local wildlife refuge, downtown, our beloved local uh, national wildlife refuge, and uh, hunted deer hunted there a lot this year, and. You can't go anywhere without the ground looking like it's subsoiled. And they, I mean, like they eat every salamander, every beetle larvae, everything in their path, roots, acorns. I, I mean, it, it just scares me to, you know, I'm an oak nerd and it scares me to think that, you know, we have deer overpopulating and eating all the acorns now and it's affecting oak regeneration. But now with these pigs, it's, 50-fold worse. I mean, they're, you know, you can go a, a mile and not find a single acorn. Yeah, what effect you know, that's having on us? What about some kind there? of rare salamander? You know, they eat every one of them. Gone. Gone. You know, look, guys, I experienced a couple of years ago, and I have a witness, but I killed a deer, and before I could blood trail it and get to it, there was a pig on it eating it. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you, and you look at... You know, going back to gamekeepers, and of course, we're always concerned about, you know, our game species, which for us, you know, the big species is turkey and deer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, how many states have produced nice results that just everybody's sick about for the turkey recruitment over the past two or three years? I believe there's a direct connection there. I was going to bring that up. I mean, you know, there it is, you know, and, and you hate to say that, but, you know, we've pulled stomach samples on pigs a lot. Mm-hmm. There's not much that you won't find in there. Right, and then what Dudley's saying too, just virtually wiping out all the red oak acorns that you know are great food sources for hens and stuff in in February and March, you know, before they're getting bred and get them in a healthy condition to have a, a successful. And, and if they don't find the nest, right. yeah, if they yeah, don't find the right. nest, it's so frustrating. Like these areas, I used to go and check for acorns in February to see if turkeys were still scratching. Gone. You know, no, it's just no. all it's all pigs now. And and one thing I've noticed, if I'm hunting one afternoon and I'm watching several deer if a pig shows up the the deer are gone they, they're just they're, they it's just like they don't want to have any part of it and you know how you see deer and turkeys mix in together oh, yeah. and they you know I don't, so, I don't but, but but the, the pigs they don't do that and to make it worse you know there's been some movement studies done the big mature bucks leave first the does will hang around even longer once pigs show up but the big bucks will not tolerate it. So if you want that's run, interesting, yeah. So you know, if you're really interested in trophy deer management and you're looking for that big buck, you better get on. You better get on top of your pig population mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So quick and often, and and, and often. Yeah. So speaking of that, we had a what William was talking uh, last week about uh, the number, the percentage of deer you needed to harvest to keep the population at a constant level. Do you have a indicator of that with pigs? You want to answer that? 
stats. As many as you can. Yeah, well, and that's it. You know, um, but you can't do it with a rifle, though. No. I think 70%. 70. Yeah, yeah, 70. So you have to remove roughly 70% of the population right. to keep them from growing. That's right. To keep it steady. And you can't that do is, That's astounding. Yeah. So and all it takes is one. Sorry, Bobby, I interrupted. No, go ahead. Go all ahead. it takes is like 140 of an absentee landowner. And those, you know, you may have. You may have control of seven or eight hundred acres that you're trapping pigs on, and then you've got one absentee landowner that uh, doesn't do anything, and it may only be a forty, and that can be their little stronghold yeah, where they can problems. they can retreat to that, reproduce, and then come back out. So let's, let's real quick. This is help us understand how fast do they reproduce? Yeah, and then how many can they have? Yeah, how many litters can they have? And, how quick can they do it? What age can they get? Yeah. I know so, you got some of that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're looking at, at an animal that becomes reproductively viable at six months old. Mm. All right. People say they can have three litters. Really, the average is, is about one and a half to two litters a year for us. Now, that's a population that's established and growing. Of course, you get a new population, it can be even worse. So, you know, if you're looking at a, you know, a single sow um, and she's going to have little ones with her. And as soon as they're two, three months old, if you harvest her and check, she's already bred back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the reason, you know, and once the big problem is once a pig weighs 20 pounds, what's going to kill it besides us? Right. Hmm. I mean, you know, that there's, there is no predators. Yes. I mean, you know, everybody's seen the video that went viral about the, the like bear, a- the bear that ate the pig up there at Cage Cove. Well, We've done trapping at Cage Coves. They don't have enough bears. Uh, I mean, you know, that's just kind of, it's not a population control. Yes, every now and then you'll see an alligator or a coyote that'll that'll grab a smaller pig. But sure. but that's not a population. There's not a regulation. No, I mean, there was, I think there was some stuff about the mountain lions in Florida occasionally eating pigs. But, you know, what are we going to do? Release a million mountain lions? I mean, <laughs> no, it's just not, it's not, an, it's not enough. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's like the, what, 15 years ago, they wanted to increase the grizzly bear population until they realized that uh, the the hunter attacks by grizzly bear went up like 200% in one year. And they said, okay, maybe we don't want 25,000 grizzly bears in Yellowstone. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> so, Jack, do y'all, do y'all eat wild pigs? It doesn't look like y'all turn much down. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <just, laughs> I think their main focus is for the pig to be dead. <laughs> but, so when I look at y'all and y'all are trapping pigs, what 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 all goes on there? Are, are there some you select out and go, yeah, that one's one we'd eat and these we wouldn't eat? I'm just trying to help people understand. You know, anytime you're, you're dealing with this, you, you hate to see meat just go to waste. Now, getting into diseases, there's – 30 plus diseases. I think there's 37, 38 kind of depends diseases that are parasites that pigs can carry. Some of those are what they call zoonotic diseases, which means they can go from a pig to a human. Mm. Um, so there's nothing wrong with eating the pigs. You have to be very careful in how you clean the pigs and how you process the meat. Now, once you process, you know, once the meat's processed, the meat's very safe to handle, you know, cook it to 165 like your typical pork and you're good to go. But, you know, our guys that work with us and that we work with, we require, you know, you wear gloves. Yeah. Period. Period. There is no questions about it. If you don't have gloves, then you go get gloves and come back and do what you have to do. I mean, and we're not talking about, you know, cotton gloves. I want you wearing high, you know, we 
Robbie makes us get the thickest rubber gloves oh, and yeah. latex gloves there is, and maybe that's enough. You know, so but when you get into these trapping situations, it's nothing to have 15, 20, 30. I think the largest we've ever done is, you know, 75 or 80 pigs in a single trapping situation. Who's going to clean those? I mean, you know, it's a lot. And it's a timing thing. It's right? an invasive have- species that's wrecking our planet. And uh, I don't, I think we need to worry about making them be dead before we worry about eating them. Well, that's not politically correct. You're going to get a nasty letter on, on, you know, somebody's going to make a comment on Facebook to you. Right. Well, I mean, I I like to take out invasive uh, plants as well. Yeah. You know, some of them are good to eat, but, uh, you know, I see it as an organism. Uh, I don't know. Well, they're so bad for the planet. I just don't think they have a soul. As conservationists, (laughs) I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, I think. Well, the biggest thing we need to make sure we're doing is, is yes, we have to manage the problem we have. Currently, right now, the the problem is still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's an educational side, um, telling people, don't move these pigs from one area to the next. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. Yes, it's fun to shoot them. And which I, I believe is highly illegal in, in most areas. I know it is here. Yes. Without a permit. That's right. Excuse me. That's right. You can't even get a permit in Mississippi anymore. You can't? No, sir. Okay. So back in the day, a guy would take a cattle trailer, yep. and, and he ended up some buddies. They might catch a few pigs, and it's you could catch them with a catch dog. Oh yeah, and Load I, I mean, I remember seeing hearing stories about guys that, that carried handcuffs, and they would handcuff the pig and then carry him out. Yeah, why are you looking at? Me? But I, I, I <laughs> that, this is what happened, and then they would put them on a cattle trailer, take the handcuffs off. Take them out here to Sukatachi Bottom and, and let them rip. They drive somewhere, and somebody would buy them, and they back up in the dark of the night and turn them loose. And that's how they—that's how they got here, I think. I mean, that's what that's right. that, the old timers around here have always said. Yeah. So right now, as it stands, that you—that is highly ill. If guys, don't if you even know of somebody doing that, you need to call and say something. Mm-hmm. Well, and and what we're like I said, because it doesn't matter how big they are, they're going to make it. They're they're ferocious. And they're going to find food and they're going to survive as long as they're weaned, which is very young. Um, you know, dog boxes. We're seeing, a, you know, we've seen a lot uh-huh. of that. You know, now, fortunately, the business we're in, uh, you know, we can see we have access to stuff and we see things that, you know, I'm like, that's that doesn't need to happen. That can't happen. Oh, yeah. The eye in the sky. Yeah. You know. But it's but it's years of tradition, right? That's yeah. what you're against. You're against, you're right. you know, family traditions, and you know we've always hunted hogs in this bottom, and we've always gone and gotten more hogs, and mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of a you know you kind of it's an educational process. Yeah, and they didn't know what they didn't know at the time. Either. That's right. Nosler is known for their bullets, and now they're making suppressors. Nosler suppressors are made for hunting. Adding a Nosler suppressor to your rifle will make you a quieter more accurate and more effective hunter. Protect your hearing and disturb less game with a Nosler suppressor. The time to hunt quiet is now. Learn more at Nosler.com. Missouri's kind of done it a little bit differently. They've made it where, correct me if I'm wrong now, but you can't hunt the pigs up there. That's correct. And they've made it where they've just taken out the incentive for anybody to, to pig hunt in an effort for them to bait up and trap it, 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 it can you help me understand that because when i first heard it i'm like lanny i thought well that doesn't make sense but after it was explained to me 
I thought that's some forward thinking well, that thinking. might work. They by far have the biggest budget of any state when it's Jack. Can you? Wildlife. Yeah, I mean, and and, uh, and we worked with them on their project. So so um, you had a unique situation where the pigs were. There was a very large national forest Mark, that was in that area. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. And then you had you know some state management area lands around it. Now. Mark Twain basically was allowing the state to manage the the national forest as far as the hunting and stuff. So, um, and then you had a few private landowners, and you had small populations of pigs. So that's where you can make the most bang for your buck is on new populations, small populations. So, the theory is, and and it's very provable, if you give an animal or you give anything value us as humans are going to figure out how to make a living or exploit that value. Mm -hmm. um, hunting is an intrinsic value of an animal. And so what they were trying to do is totally devalue that animal so that there was no incentive to keep moving them. Mm. And, and so, you know, if it's illegal to hunt them, why take the risk of moving them? Right. Now we have a stable population in one area and now we can attack that population and they've done a very good job with their stuff. So how are they attacking that population without the assistance of hunters? They're trapping. trapping. Just the state's trapping them. So yeah, so you have state and they were part of the, the, the pilot program. So yeah, you have state and federal agencies that are trapping them. Of course, you know, so no, no consumers uh, or, or, or trapping private trappers. No, private no, trappers. no, it's, it's not, just it's not. The or you are, you're with the state. I struggle with those numbers. Now, you're saying these are like smaller, newer populations. But, Lanny, take a guess at how many sounders we have just in Clay County alone. <laughs> and if you think there's enough government people that could trap all of those. I saw. I, I don't know. I couldn't even begin to make any sounders. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd have to have a, a government truck parked every, 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 every mile on every county road, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And that's the controversy that you hear from up there. <clears throat> from the other side is the, yeah is the private landowner who wants the the flexibility to trap yeah. not necessarily hunt but yeah. to even trap yeah and i'm not trying to stir the pot i'm no, just trying no it's to... just but it's definitely oh that's a bowling pot it's, up it's, there it's yeah. definitely a controversial so. yeah. approach so. you know because so, yeah that is that even if you were to bait so even on private lands you're not allowed to harvest a a, a feral pig that is correct wow and you now, can't trap them. I'm either. not going to comment on what I would do if I was in that. Situation. We know what you. Well, do, I mean, Joe. you know, now the, the <laughs> something uh, was t attacking my garden, or you know, that's right. Land. I mean, there's still room for incidental takes and, and for whatever, but incidental, I like that. But but you have to make sure, you know, the the government when you're doing something like that, you have to draw a hard line in the sand. Sure. And because if you don't people are going to exploit that line they're going to push it they're going to do whatever they mm -hmm. can that's just that's human nature and and let's realize the people that are causing the problem really don't care about the rules anyway yeah which that there's a lot of parallels with that with guns too that that is you're right and so not to say that if you're a good landowner and you're working with game and fish or whatever and and you're communicating they'll work you know, there's probably room. Let's still say it that way. There's Maybe probably they'll room. turned a, a blind eye. Not really turned a blind eye. Let's say we're going to work with you. Um, and so that's kind of, that's the best for what, you know, and that's with any situation, no matter what you're doing. If, if you're doing things by the book and you're having a problem or you're working, 
99.9% of the time, you can contact your Game and Fish or your ag agency, and, and they're going to work with you. Everybody knows this is a problem. But what they, you know, I'm going to defend them a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But they have to draw a line in the sand and say, we can't do it this way. You know, you can't do this. Now, if, and, and I'm sure there's ways to get a private trapping permit and stuff like that. I'm not 100% yeah. up on what they're doing in Missouri. Uh, I knew you know, Robbie and I made the decision early on. We're not going to go up there with a big showing because when it started, it was a complete bowling pot. There was tempers flaring. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, Missouri is not that far removed from a southeastern state. No. Does, is it working? Yes. What they're doing? Yes. Wow. There you go. So, yes. So, I mean, they're they're getting a very good handle on on their pig population. I don't think most states could afford to do that. And I hear no, your point too, Missouri versus what we've got dealing with here is two different. Things. It's two different. Yeah, and they it, have a portion of their actual sales tax. Well, and that's why the public land stuff's so good up there. Well, yeah. it, it they haven't. There, it's not a historically uh, a pig hunting area. No. So you know, guys didn't raise up with it. Boy, my daddy used to take me doing this. My granddaddy. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it's all kind of new to them. You know, and we went to uh, there was a a piece of government land that. Uh, they're contracting with private trappers to do some management. And so they contacted us and for some reason, Robbie couldn't go. So I got late to go up there, you know, and he was like, Hey, we're going to go up there and we're going to help these guys solve this problem. And and we very well could. And we sat down and had lunch with the guy that had the contract. And the first 30 minutes, he was showing me pictures of his prize hog dogs. And the government's going, why is he not catching more pigs? I went, because he's selling prize hog dogs. And they're mm-hmm. like, we're just going to pull his contract. Let me get out of this state before you pull right. a contract that his great granddaddy got. I mean, it's been in there, that contract been in their family for over 30 years. And you want me to come from another state and tell this guy how to do what he's supposed to be? No, no. I'm going home. That's exactly. I can't ask in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's, you know, there's situations where, yeah, you, you got to, you know, like he's like Robbie was saying, this is very cultural in the South. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. I so, see a lot of parallels. I, I mentioned plants again, and I do keep cutting Bobby off. But you know, a lot good. of these plants started out being introduced as uh, safe yeah. to plant. Ily Agnes. Uh, you know, lot lots of invasives, you know, began um, and the government even released them. You know, a lot of USDA. Uh, non-native plant selections were uh, developed uh, by the government. And uh, we release them. They may test them for a few years, and everybody thinks they're great. And then it's like you flip a switch, and all of a sudden it goes crazy. It's no different with with pigs. Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime— I don't think the government ever really encouraged them. But. Well, yeah, the, the government—this was this was before there was a government. It's when this problem started. Now— and we looked the other way because it wasn't a problem per mm-hmm. se. We didn't perceive how big of a problem it was. And that's, you know, we, we discuss that all the time. What makes a landowner say, now I'm going to do something? You know, there's been pigs here for 20 years. All of a sudden he picks up the phone or he comes and sees us and says, I need to do something right now. And so it's there's a threshold there and it's different for different people. But, you know, trying to find that threshold and, and we've looked at it over you know thousands of customers what made him click some guys when the first pig shows up he's at our place that morning buying a daggum trap and i'm gonna stop it right now yeah. some guys you know it's not until he's losing 
40 or 50 acres of a 200 acre row crop field. Mm -hmm. Now I need to do something. No, you should have done something a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. He hadn't leased this property to a farmer for 10 straight years. The first nine didn't bother him on the 10th year. He's had enough, you know, it's it's just different for everybody. So I think I've seen some stats on how much agricultural damage they're, they're causing. It's, It's pretty horrific. It's bad. Real bad. Yeah. Like I mean, with, like with a B. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, and it depends on who you ask. Defendable numbers are 1.5 to 2.5 billion. Um, now, I, I don't. Those are older. Numbers. Yeah. And those are older numbers. More and, this year. And, and, and I don't know what, what that number, you know, I've never stacked my 20s up to see what 1 billion looks like. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Like, I mean, the crop loss is one thing, but it's, you know, tearing up turn rows and, yeah. and uh, affecting your equipment. You know, you, you, Cause a bunch of hole. They make a bunch of holes in the ground. So when they That's run their my backs out, run right their now. planter through there, <laughs> it tears up the planters. And you know, it's it's not just oh yeah, the actual crop. It's not just crop. You know, and that number incorporates a, a lot of different things from crop loss. You know, like I said, maintenance on equipment. And a lot of people don't. You know, like you just said, Lanny. Your back hurts. Well, what what damage did you do to the front end of your tractor that oh, you're yeah. not going to have to oh, fix for we another? Literally, had we broke a frame on one this year. That that's right. Yeah, broke and, the frame. And so when somebody sends you a survey that says how much money did you lose from pigs, you didn't put the cost of that frame no, in there, did no, you? No, no. But that's what did it. No, or all the ibuprofen I have to take. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you know, and that's just kind of and and looking at all this, that's where you know, Robbie and I started working together, and we said, hey, there's a there's a business model here. Um, you know, we both had jobs. We both had careers. This is not what, you know, this is going to be a side deal. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, yeah. But I would. <laughs> <laughs> so how, do, how does your traps work? What, uh, I mean, it's my understanding. You guys have got a solution for about any budget, basically, the way, the way y'all operate, whether it's, it's a, a full-fledged trap or, just, or doors. And then you've got the – I'd love for you to explain all this. All right. So we'll start off by saying, so there, there's two different products that are put together to make a solution. So you have the camera company, uh, which is Hog Eye Cameras. That's that's what we do. We're the only camera company that's devoted to trapping. That's what we do. We don't make security cameras. We don't put cameras in police cars. We don't do whatever. We make cameras for trapping solutions. The people that work, and and Robbie has assembled a very good team of technical people, that that's what they do. They get to work in the morning. They focus on traps and helping landowners. When they go home in the afternoon, that's all they did today. Um, and so the camera system is is the lifeblood of any trap, whether it doesn't matter what you're talking about. And then beginning in, I guess, the 2019 Farm Bill, uh, we saw there was going to be a large push for for traps and and need for traps. Um, so traditionally we made cameras that just, you know, you could hook to a trap you made, which you still can, you know, but, but, but you could, you could tie them to, you know, any kind of existing trap. And, and so we were, and we still are flexible in that, but we just, um, you know, we, the first part of our business was, you know, just servicing, you know, existing, uh, products and stuff that were out there and uh getting them to 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 work in again so and then like you say in 2019 the go- the government really is one that came to us and said we're fixing to buy a bunch of traps there's a lot of stuff on the market 
we want to tweak some of it. And so, you know, we were looking at making a trap that was light enough that you could move and be willing to move because there's nothing worse than somebody buys a trap. It's too hard to move. They put it in one spot and Stay it there. sits there forever and never mm-hmm. works. So, you know, you're looking at it's got to be mobile. It's got to be light. Uh, that's a that's a real fine balancing act from a trap that's made light enough to move. I mean, but they're we'll little, they're yeah, like little NFL big. fullbacks. That's, that's it. And I've so, seen them break T-posts. Big right. NFL mm-hmm. fullbacks. And then yeah. you're looking at budgets. You know, what does it take to make this trap? And then how do we ship it? You know, and that's one thing that I didn't ever take into account. By gosh, the first trap we made, you needed a front-end loader on a tractor to pick up one panel. You know, Robbie's side was – Okay, now let's make this where somebody can move it and somebody can afford it. You know? yeah. So, so you know, you start running the numbers, and and that's where, you know, he tells me, hey, this is where you got to be. This is the weight you can handle. This is the you know, and so then we work with and we go back to you know, we've built tons of traps that never got in production, never got carried them to a private trapper or government. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell us what you want to change. And so that's where, you know, the big pig trap, that's where it came from. A lot of other trap manufacturers say, I build this trap. That's what I build, period. That's not how that works. You can pick up the phone and call me or call Robbie and say, I want this changed. And this is what, you know, and I'm going to buy 20 of them, 10 of them, 100. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. we can't make change. Of course, changes can't be made for one offs, but. If you you know if you come sit down with us and say I want to do this and this is how I want to do it, you can customize. Them. We can cut you know, and we're willing to do that. Yeah. You know, we've seen our customer evolve right drastically since we began. Mm-hmm. You know, when we began, we were dealing with you know government agencies, research. You know, it was still more of the you know the earlier Wild West, even just ten years ago. Now you know, and then it evolved. You know, you might have farmers who had you know you had uh, some. Uh, employees that didn't have as much to do during the winter right so they would just use them to trap and so labor you know you didn't have to focus maybe as much about the weight or the portability and that kind of thing because people you know your customers at the time you know had had different resources but now we've seen it evolve to where you know everybody's getting involved right so you've got the small landowners the you know the retirees you know that 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 really want to uh, to make it you know, an impact on their, on their little part of the world. So, yeah. And you want to let everybody try to do their part if they can. That's know? right. That's right. So that's, mm-hmm. so the products have evolved to, you know, more user-friendly or, and, 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 and lighter and more mobile. And that kind of thing. Do you guys know if there's any like cost share assistance for private landowners that are interested in, in getting a trap or two for their properties? Y- uh, yes. Um, <laughs> So that's going to depend on states. Uh, there's sure there's there's tons of different. You know, Mississippi did a cost share program where they would cover fifty percent back in you know twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a limited. And basically, what you're getting is people are testing the waters. They're putting you know the states are putting this much money in it or getting a grant. Uh, Arkansas, um, they started one on January the second, and I can tell you this morning I got an email. Uh, it ran out of money today. Ah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we're talking. I was just applying. Yeah. You know, (laughs) eight days, days. (laughs) you know, eight, you know, and they're, you know, like I said, we work with those guys and. It's pretty good. 50%. That's what this says. Is that right? That was in Mississippi. Arkansas was 75%. Wow. Up to five grand. That's pretty strong. And so, you know, Alabama has a program that's going on right now and it kind of slowed down, you know, and some of that's going to be, that's political. 
you know, yeah. I hate to say it, politics, money, government yeah, budget. Sure. Yeah. We don't want to get into that. We don't have enough time. Nah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like I said, you know, Louisiana has some. Uh, Georgia's looking at doing some things. So it, it just kind of depends on the on each state. Sounds and what like you're you need doing. to apply early, whatever it is. If, if you know there's a program, you better get in in a hurry. <laughs> the Furminator is the industry's most versatile piece of food plot equipment, allowing plotters to do every step of the process, working the soil, adding seed and soil supplements, and compacting. From start to finish with a single implement. It's hassle-free by design. Set it for the seed size and simply drive the tractor, and the Furminator does the rest. Check it out at TheFerminator.com. Hey guys, Dudley from Gamekeepers here. I want to tell you about the all-new Gunner Dog Bowl. It's designed for home and built for travel. It's customizable, leak-resistant, light on weight, solid on durability, and rust-proof. Like other Gunner products, they're made in Nashville and designed for everywhere. Your favorite traps. What design is the one that that Jack Robertson says, this is it? Well, anything he produces probably would be. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, like each one. So, so there's when you're, when you're talking about traps, you have suspended traps, which where the whole trap comes up when you trigger it, it drops. And then you have panel traps, which are traditional like cattle panels and they have a gate. Um, we typically, uh, Panel traps have to have at least two gates. They're just more efficient. Um, you can catch you can catch pigs with anything. We're looking at efficiency and time and what it takes. So if you have two gates, then it makes it easier to get pigs in. You can catch more pigs in a panel trap because you can make it bigger. If you're dealing with lands where people have been running dogs, running box traps, running whatever, then we you know a suspended trap will cover up a mistake made by either the trapper or a previous trapper better than a panel trap. So, you know, we use them all. Uh, we use everything that's out there. Any new trap that comes out, we will get one and we will try it. Hey, what does this guy, you know, what's this guy know that we don't? A lot of times um, he doesn't know anything we didn't know. He's just, you know, he's come up with a new hat trick. And that's where you got to be careful is uh, we've seen it come and go. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that get in the, like I said, we're rooted in the camera business because no matter how, what your trap is, it will, you know, most of the time it will catch pigs. But if your electronics aren't there and your electronics aren't reliable, then it's, it's, it's wasted. And, and like I said, and that's, you know, I'm very proud of the job my partner's done making our stuff. Cause when we started, we weren't as reliable as we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's continually, you know, I sat in on a meeting with him this morning and it's all about how do you make those electronics last? How do you make them better? You know, and last year or so, whatever he came, sat down, he said, we're going to a four year warranty on our electronics. And I'm like, we're going to do what? That's huge. That's huge. I mean, you know, and I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, oh Yeah. Our stuff's that good, and we're standing behind it. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, most of what we sold seven years ago is still sitting in the field trapping. Yeah. So nice. I'm like, yeah. why you know? So y'all help a guy with the. Meanwhile, a lot of companies are lowering their warranty, you know, for yeah. electronics and things. So a guy can buy one of these traps from you, and then Robbie, you can help him set it up on his phone where he, where he can watch those pigs at night. They come in, and you determine it, uh, when you want to, and you drop the trap. Or That's shut right. the door. That's or right. Whatever it is. That's right. So when you have, if you had a panel with two gates, you could shut both of them at the same time, or that's right. Typically, they're wired together, you know, so they're triggered, you know, to drop same simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like Jack said, we 
you know, our software development, everything is in-house right here, you know, in Mississippi. So our, our developers sit right here and they, you know, work with people that trap. They deal with our customers directly, tech supports right here. Nice. You know, and there's people, that's all we do. We show up and we, you know, help landowners. So a, from, a hunt club on a, on a budget could buy panels at the co-op and build them a corral and then buy a gate Yes. And the camera and the electronics from you guys attached to it and probably not be into it as much as. Uh, no. And, and that's, you know, and, and like, and, and we're, we're all about it. Yes, we are a company and we have, you know, hopefully make a profit and, you know, keep our employees and everybody's happy. And, but, you know, we're also about a solution. So, you know, if you say, Hey, I'm going to build my own, I just want the electronics. That's fine. Right. The same guy's going to answer your question is going to be there to support you. As if you called and said, I want the biggest trap you've ever made. Mm-hmm. Well, by golly, we've got a solution for you too. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, you know, because you have to understand one guy may have 40 acres, but his problem is just as important to him. Yeah. So it has to be important to us as the guy that has 40,000 acres that has a huge budget. You know, it's not, you know, and, and that's kind of, we're still a small company, so we can we can be flexible in that situation. Mm, that's cool. And the service level you provide, I mean, I've got to say, it's got to, you know, every situation is different. So that level of service y'all provide has got to be clutch for those landowners. It really does. Yeah. Because everything's different. That's right. The tech, the tech people that answer the phone have seen a big trap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. then one of your, that one of these round traps that drops, now that sounds like that would be the just absolute best scenario. But you've built those now where they can be loaded up on a 16, 18-foot trailer and moved from location all over the farm and unloaded relatively easily. Yeah. So, you know, the 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 way we look at things is if it takes longer than 30 minutes to move it, you're not going to move it. Hmm. You know, yes, you're going to move. First, when you get a traps like any new toy – tool, right. whatever. Oh, yeah. First six months, you look for every excuse in the world out. to use it. Then after that, if it's not easy to use or user-friendly, you're going to stop or slow down. And that's our goal is, you know, when we sell you a solution to help you, we're not going to fix your pig problem. All we're going to do is provide a piece of equipment, a tool to help you. You still have to do the work. And trapping you know, a lot of people look at the cost of a trap and go, man, that's ridiculously expensive. But if you look at the time it takes you to handle a pig problem, the trap's the cheapest mm-hmm. and the easiest part. No doubt. You know, and so, you know, if you can't put that trap up by yourself in 30 minutes, or if you've got a buddy with you 15, 20 minutes, put it up and or take it down, then that's not going to work. So you have to stay away from driving T-posts because nobody wants to drive a T-post in the summer, mm-hmm. you know. It's hard enough to do in the winter. They won't stand up, you know. So, you know, we try to stay away from T-posts. Now, we do have a T-post that's a camera mount zone, you know. But, you know, that's that's kind of things that that product has evolved over time. You know, what does it take? Solar panels that are foldable. Lightweight. Lightweight, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, Consumer experience. I get that, it. That, that's it. Well, I think, you know, the reason he went to foldable solar panels is I had thrown about four or five of them out of the back of a truck. Get caught in the wind. You got caught. Yeah, they're like a sail. <laughs> they take off so pretty, and they just float. And you can see them in the rearview oh, mirror. Look. And you're like, oh, it's just going to land in the uh-huh. median and slide. And about ten foot above the ground, they turn sideways and start rolling. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't even stop, except for to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the solar panel, Jack? I don't know. Ask the pen- <laughs> ask the Penske driver right yeah. behind us. <laughs> yeah. So these these sounders that we we hear them referred to the whole group, the mama and all. 
are they so smart that if one of them doesn't, if they, if one of them's outside and witnesses that trap drop, are, you're never going to catch? Is that true? You will catch them. They just get they, real shy for a little while. You know, these after, things are smart. They yeah, are really I mean, smart. They're wicked smart. They really are. So, so, so yes, like, like you said. So tell me about a pig. They don't have great eyesight though. But what do they have? What do they have going for them? Are they their sense of smell? Their or? sense of smell is is phenomenal. Their hearing is okay. Their eyesight is pitiful, and so, but their desire to eat and modify their habitat is huge, and so that's kind of what you you know. People, you know, like we were talking about, the difference between a suspended trap and a panel trap. Well, if that pig has seen animals get caught in panel traps, when he walks in, he knows there's a gate. And there's, you know, you can talk about three foot, four foot, ten foot size gate openings. It, it's, you know, there's numbers there. But, you know, the whole, the suspended trap, the whole thing's up in the air. So, you know, if you're watching and you know how many pigs you've got there because you've got a live true live feed video sending you notifications to you and all your buddies if you want on one stream that you know like i said you're never gonna run out of data on a little plug there oh <laughs> uh, just a little yeah so i mean you know you know what's coming and so you can count hey i've got this many pigs all right if you know if you've got 18 in the trap and you know you have 20 do you drop the trap or do you not mm. you know everybody says catch the whole sounder 100 percent of the pigs if I've been watching for two or three days and I'm only getting 18 and two aren't coming, there's a pretty good chance we're going to drop on those 18. And then, yeah. you know, you go get the other two by hunting, harvesting, whatever, but go on and do it. Don't just move because those two are the two that, you know, the, the most expensive pig we'll ever catch is the last pig. Right. Period. That makes sense. You know, so like I said, you know, it's, it's okay. And that's a management base and that's what, you know, the live video feed and being able to see it, that's what that does. That lets you make an educated decision on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just setting it and going checking it in the morning. That's right. Yep. Even have time to do it. So uh, yeah. you guys watch a lot of – or hear people talk about it. Are there – instances where you just can't get that big old boar to come up in there he just stands there and watches and and y'all are aware of it and know of it and it, it i mean yes it happens and typically that's uh like, like lanny said that's an educated pig uh matter of fact i dealt with one in south mississippi this week uh he's he bought a trap from us two months ago he's caught almost 70 pigs in on 300 acres wow He's got two pigs left and he's like, I can't get them to go in the trap. It's a big boar and a big sow. And I, you know, he said, I'm coming to buy another trap. Wait a minute. You know, you got 300 acres. We don't probably need two traps right. on 300. Tell me about your property. He was like, well, when I move the trap over here, they go to this feeder. And then if I move the trap over here, they go, hold on. How many feeders do we have on 300? And I think it was 48 <laughs> acres. He's got four. Yeah. Okay. Let's turn all the feeders off. It's fixing to be wintertime. They're going to get hungry. They're going to get hungry. They're coming. I said, or, you know, we can shoot them. Yeah. That's He's like, well, I haven't used my thermal in years. Fire well, that mean, bad boy up. That, that's, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. So this is not a – trapping is the best tool we have right now for controlling pig populations, period. Sure. I don't by care numbers, what, you know. no doubt about it. By numbers. That doesn't mean that you close the toolbox on the rest of the tools. Mm -hmm. You know, you still have night shooting. Uh, you know, the helicopter program, that's, that's a different, that's a little expensive, but you know, there's still people that do that, you know, the hog dogs and stuff like that. There's, there's a time and a place for all of it. And, and you know, you just got to be mindful of it. And that's what I told this guy. Hey, 
I tell you what, shut all the other feeders off. Go sit in the deer stand this weekend and shoot him mm-hmm. and be done with it. Right. You know, but hopefully you did. I hope that's what, like I said, I just talked to him yesterday and I, or Monday and I was like, look, if you don't get him this weekend, come back next week. I'll sell you the second trap. Right. I mean, you know, and if Robbie knew, I said, well, I'm not going to sell you the second trap, but, you know, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. But, Y'all but gonna you know, try to make a business. Oh, <laughs> you need to make some dummy traps. That would, that would trick them. You, you know, and that's, uh, and, and the good thing is, is, is with, with the, the way we do business and the way we've worked with folks and, you know, the, and, and I'll just say it, he, he's pretty much lead. Mm-hmm. He does a real good job of keeping me between the ditches. We all need one of those. We all need one. Of, I need a. I need a good one. Um, <laughs> you know, he's given us the opportunity as far as the company. We've hired the right people. We've put them in place to do other things to to look at expanding how we help landowners. You know, we're not. We don't sell you a trap and then walk away. You know, it's call us if you need us. We're going to call you thirty days out and say, "Hey, how are you doing?" Because a lot of times, you know, these people are new. They're depending on y'all. Mm-hmm. to teach them how to trap or to t- tell them about trapping or they're reading something on the internet. Okay. We need a product. And, and so that's where this works with us is, is yes, we have a very good product. Uh, we have bet, you know, the best support, the best standing behind everybody in the industry. Mm-hmm. We want to team up with y'all to educate those people because we're going to talk to them anyway. What better, you know, this is a great platform for educating landowners and then they can make a sound decision because trapping is an effort. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about that. I'm just amazed at the how the pigs have just continued to be a problem. It just seems like we could get our get a handle on them. Oh man. Well, I mean, you know, very efficient. They're very efficient. They are. No, I I get it. And and they're steady doing what they do, which is eating, reproducing, and destroying everything else. I mean, you know, they're going to, you know. We talk, we laugh all the time in the Southeast or in Mississippi. You either have pigs or you're going to have pigs. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, where we are, you know, in the, in the Prairie Port, we don't have pigs. We didn't have, we've never had pigs on our property. Right. They're three miles away and mm-hmm. getting closer, you know, and I'm like, there's yeah. pockets like that here too. Yeah. And, and, and there's, you know, when you say, Hey, pigs are in Mississippi. I don't have any. Oh, they there. They're there. Mm-hmm. You know, this part of Mississippi Clay County that Suganachi Line Creek area, you know, we've trapped all over the world. Yeah, I would. That's an impressive pig reproducing area. That, right there is, they don't, you know, there's cranks them out. Thousands like of acres of, you know, single landowner yeah. property in, land. in these in these bottoms. And it's just hard to. And they are black as coal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Some rarely, rarely see yeah. something. Like Lanny killed a big, Lanny's son, Bond Hayden. And, uh, it was spots. With black spots on it. Yeah, right here. Did you get he's, him out? He's gonna get a full I got body him drug out. But might have to edit that. I drug him down there by the ditch. <laughs> go back and save him later with the chain. I didn't have no gloves. I yeah. touched him. But most go. of them are just jet black. That's right. So y'all were talking about y'all have done some genetic studying of of the the pigs around the country and kind of would know if somebody moves some pigs and you could say, well, those pigs came from Oklahoma. That's so. You know the the government agency we work with the most on the federal side is the USDA. And they've done a real good job of mapping the genetics on on pigs and stuff. And so you have, you know, you've got, without getting in their structure, like a disease biologist in this area that covers Mississippi. And so we've worked with those guys and, you know, it's kind of, it's funny. So you work with one of them in Mississippi and all of a sudden you hear from one of them in Alabama that says, hey, I need some help in these counties. 
you know, who do you know? How can you help? Well, if we're in that area, we'll help him. If not, well, we've got landowners. You know, if you start pulling maps of, of where, you know, Hog Eye and Wildlife Dominion and Big Pig are located and have a presence, it's a pretty impressive map. I bet it is. Um, you know, and so we, we end up being partners with them on a lot of stuff. And, you know, we like that just because that keeps us in the know of what's going on. Y'all hear, I like it. Y'all hearing about anybody being attacked by pigs at all? Just what Google tells us. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this. I mean, I had a I had an instance this past weekend that made the hair stand up on the back of my neck with a wounded. Look, I've gotten out of the way of them. I mean, I don't know if they were going after me, but I was sure in the way where they were going. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you get one in a fight or flight situation, and yeah. they'll He's stand around. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They have a deep guttural. It's scary sound. too. Oh, yeah. when they start popping their jaws. Especially when it's dark at night mm-hmm. and the, oh, yeah. you know there's not a moon, you know it's mm-hmm. cloudy night and you can't see anything. All and you do is hear a big mass running towards you. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, and you can smell them. Oh, oh, yeah, they, no they're doubt. they're awful. So I mean, you know, like I said, it's. Uh, so we started down this road, but didn't really finish it. So a, a sow can have a litter. Is it every fourteen months, or is it more frequently? No, than more frequently than that. You know, on average, almost let's say two, two. A year. Almost one and a half almost litters two a year. year. Okay, two, two litters a year. And then those piglets will be sexually active or, or, or can reproduce it at, at six, what, months. six months. Six months. Yeah. So, I mean, so, it's kind of a. So, if you do the. the extrapolate. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, that could that get. Jethro, Bodine, arithmetic. That ciphering. That ciphering. Get upside down in a hurry. It's yeah. crazy. And, you know, our ecosystems have evolved for hundreds of thousands of years for, you know, these insects and everything. And then you. Then you throw a bunch of wild pigs in there, and within a hundred years, it's just changed totally. Blow all of that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sad. Got to get after them. Is there anything that kind of lets you guys say, "Boy, we got a chance"? If everybody, yeah, here, an example some, of a property that was overrun that now y'all have had a lot of success. Well, and, and we've had s- several examples. I'm sure, and, yeah. and nobody's going to be able to solve this problem on their own. Uh, you know, even large landowners. What works is when you have a concerted effort of people in an area. You know, there may be a guy that's got 40 acres. He needs to be involved just like his neighbor that has 1,400 mm-hmm, acres. Mm-hmm. And so when you get those landowner cooperations, cooperatives, and they start a concerted effort, you would, I mean, it's very surprising how quick and efficiently they can the impact. Impact. Yeah, that's right. And they, and they may just pool their money. You know, it could yeah. be three or four people with a hundred acres, you know, and they're all, you know, pitched in, yeah, pitched in done. and bought one and then they just swap it around. Hey, are you seeing pigs? Are you seeing pigs? Yeah. You know, and they we'll just move the around. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, and that's uh, awesome to hear. Cause that's, I mean, it takes that you know, with all small landowners. Yeah. As taxpaying Americans, you know, we can, uh, we can talk to our politicians and urge them to, uh, move some of our, some of our taxpayer money in the direction of these pigs. Well, uh, I would say, uh, us civilians and the manufacturers could use all the help we could get uh, so we can buy more traps. Are there any bounties on them in any states that you've heard of? I mean, I used to, you know, you kill beavers and the government would give you $10 for a beaver tail. There used to be, uh, but that's that same problem is if you put any value on it, Oh, I see. It, what you're it invites the bad people too. Right. That's, well, right. that's right. It becomes farming and not eradication. Ah, never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't catch that little one. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> mm. And I've run out of them to catch. Let's bring some more in so I can get paid. <laughs> well, you know, and, and we've seen that. You yeah. know, where 
people that, that have trapping contracts on property and, and where they're charging by the pig or by the effort. A lot of times they're doing it by the pig so that everything's above board. I'm going to charge you $100 for every pig that I catch. catch. Well, surprisingly, all the catch, all the pigs they catch weigh 120 pounds and more. They uh, don't ever catch a little one. Uh-huh. You know, uh, we had uh, a customer ours for years, loved him to death. He was a true businessman. He he looked at Robbie one day and he said, "This is a recession proof business." <laughs> and I was like, "That's not. That's, that's not, what not what we want. That's not what we're going for but, here." But, you know, but like I said, but I mean, he was a very good co- and 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 he spent a lot of time and he he trapped he trapped a lot of pigs. He yeah. caught a lot of pigs and he got paid for. You know, he was in a state where he could, yeah. you know, sell pigs and stuff like that, and so. You know, so he's getting paid to catch them, that's and then he was in a state that he could them. take that's them right. and sell that's them right. or something. That's right, and the value is really only in a pig that's over a hundred pounds. Yeah, well, you know, he wanted more of them around. I'm just saying. Sorry, dude, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, lo- loved him to death, but I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. in our business man, <laughs> in our show notes will be a way to get in touch with you guys. So obviously, we'll love for you to give your website out, but a guy can call and he could actually talk to Robbie or to you and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, look, I got sixty acres. I'm down here in South Alabama. I got a lot," of, and you guys could help him. Yes, I mean that's what y'all do yeah. all day, every day. I lo- I love listening to them, you know, talk about the development of the business and the product and how they listen to everybody. You know, it, it's almost like a crowd development. You know, y'all are open to everybody's ideas and everything else. That's hugely important in this. It's a cool thing and it's very effective. But what you, as far as the business model on the camera side, it's control. Hmm. You know, the one thing we only have so much of is time. That's right. So, you know, you you trap now when it's, on your time. Now that doesn't mean, you know, as long as the trap stays the same and you have bait in there, if you get an animal coming, they're going to come back unless something changes, you know, that camera system allows you to watch it, to know what's happening. And now you have time. So if you have, you know, if you have a meeting to be at Thursday, well, I can't catch pigs or I can't catch animals on Wednesday night and be there first thing Thursday, you look at it, we still have the bait. We still have the animals coming. So I tell you what, we'll just make a plan or I'm going to need help doing this. Right. So now I catch them Thursday night and show up with my help. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, like you were talking about the hunting clubs, a lot of people's hunting clubs an hour, two hours, three hours from their house. Well, if you're using a, what we, we call smart traps, but if you're not using a smart trap, which means you don't have any control of it. When you get there Friday afternoon, you set your trap up. Well, before you leave on Sunday to go back to work, you have to take your trap down. That's right. You know, you don't know what's going on. With ours, you set the trap up. You know, the solar panel keeps it charged. The camera keeps going. You know what's going on. You're watching it all week. Hey, I've got pigs coming. I want to go ahead and get down there on Friday morning, so I'm going to catch them Thursday night. You just increased the amount of time that you're trapping. Your trapping effort just went up. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of, you know, we we, we have – the big pig trap is a very good trap. It does a very good job. The hog eye camera system paired with it is an awesome tool. But what it's really doing is letting you have control of a situation that with other stuff, you don't. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and I've heard, and I obviously just speaking from kind of our little small area, but a lot of these county jails will take pigs. So oh, if, yeah. if you talk right. to them ahead of time and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I'm gonna that they'll take yeah. them and 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 clean them and I, you know, yeah, they'll take them." I like to eat them. 
Oh, I mean, I do too, but I'm very co- you know cognizant of what I'm doing while I'm cleaning them. We did a a, a cerebral palsy group contact us needed some raw protein, you know, and they'd been dealing with uh, like hunters for hunger and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, "We're just not getting enough deer meat protein. How much do you want?" You know, he said, "Well, what, you know, last year we got eight hundred pounds." Okay, fix you up. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first time he showed up, he picked up fourteen hundred pounds, and he went, "Uh, this ought to hold me for a week or two. <laughs> you know, but when come he, on back when you yeah, can. Yeah, when, when he came, you know, when he came to us, he came to me and Robbie, and he was like, "I want everything you can." No, nope. no, no, you don't. Yeah, no, no, no you don't. Because uh, you know, even if it's not something we trap, we have access to. You know, we keep up with you know, sure. you our know customers people. are our That's friends. Right. We, we talk to them all the time. We go through the Rolodex. Yeah. Where That's are cool. you and how much do you want? And and I think I heard you mention this. You've got cameras that have been out five, six, seven years that are still functioning and working. That's huge. Still Eight, nine. Tra- still Eight, tra- nine. Yeah, still trap every day. Yeah. Y'all, trap all every these day. cameras, y'all ever see a long tail cat? Yeah, yeah, I know you have. Oh, here we Jack, go. Jack, you know they're out there. I mean, I know what I saw. <laughs> have y'all ever caught a Sasquatch yeah. or a skunk ape in your trap? Robbie Chupa, had a guy that... that, that that called him about a Sasquatch trap, and yeah, I was—I had to block that. <laughs> yeah. He was—he was, he was in Oregon. Not, you know, I—he I, was in Oregon. I had to block it. I saw—I saw something close to that one time. But he was—he was—he was Sasquatch is trap. <laughs> what is it with you and the long tail cat? Me? Yes. I mean, you know, when you grew up in the woods and you see a long tail cat, you want to defend what you saw. Right, right. Uh, and there's no doubt what I saw. So, and I, I think, uh, um, do I think what I saw was a black panther? No, I know it wasn't. You know, do I have an idea what it was? It a mountain lion? No, it wasn't a mountain lion. Uh, it was a small. Uh, he thinks he saw a jaggerundi. I saw a jaggerundi. Ain't no think about it. <laughs> I think he saw an otter. Now, I I didn't, there's no way I saw an otter. <laughs> I mean, give me a little bit of credit. Well, in your, <laughs> I in think your they defense, call it an otter cat, don't they? They do that, call it. Is an that otter a nickname? Cat. Yes. But there, I want to say there was a documented. We're getting off subject. Yeah, look, we from the early seventies, I think somebody documented one. Yeah, in, in Mobile, in the Mobile River, Tensaw Delta. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, there's a guy not too far from y'all that if I texted him right now, he would send me a picture of the, of some of a. Long tail cat. It's that, a mountain lion though. that he's uh, getting pictures of, and he's and, he's yeah. within thirty miles of y'all. Where y'all oh, yeah. are located? Yeah, they got pictures of him uh, in Lowndes County this year. I mean, and I don't understand line, it. Though. I don't understand it. And, and then, I've seen the picture myself, and, and I know it was a a, a mountain lion. Yeah, and, you know what when, I saw wasn't a mountain. Whenever line. we talk about him, we'll get emails and calls and direct messages, and somebody say my uncle's got one mounted, and uh, it's just all that. It's just. There's nothing that we've ever talked about that just stirs folks up as much. That's right. So we love to talk about it. Well, now, there was a reward. I think it was $10 million for a picture of Sasquatch. Now, Bobby's on the Sasquatch. Yeah, we're not, I'm not talking about now, Sasquatch. Now, he's a Bigfoot hunter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 That's Bobby's. Ta- I'm the long tail cat guy. He's the Sasquatch man. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I, I, think I like to talk about s- the cats, but I, the Bigfoot thing doesn't it's, interest me. It's not impossible for there to be a large cat in this area. Their no range question. and as much as they'll walk and right. they'll move. But it, there's no population. I don't think there's a breeding population, but I know what I saw. I mean, it just. I just it love the thought that they might be out there. Yeah. And we've got all these places that have these neat names like Colin Panther. Yeah. Panther Swamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, I just it is. So I, what's I'm your thoughts on bears? Oh, I know there's bears. Well, I know there's bears. Yeah. I mean, we've seen them down in your county. But I'm just, you know. I like the idea that they're there too. 
Now, I, I just I think, don't want them on my property. I, th- I think, we, yeah, I, don't I think they can be destructive for sure. I've seen pictures of them. Yeah, I've had several come through Knoxville County. Yeah, yeah, oh, we, uh, recently. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, we've got a new bear program coordinator in Mississippi. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've talked to the bear coordinator, and we're going to do some work with them here in February. Ah, it's on Richie's What's list. the guy's name, Richie? Anthony Ballard is the black bear coordinator. Here okay. Oh, Game got, of it. Fish. got it. He's going to hopefully we'll have him on the pod one day. All right. That'd be one correct. Mm-hmm. Go, he'll Richie. Be, he'll be in town next week. There you go. He's hanging out with Jack. Well, we just evolved from pigs to bears. That's right. We are really, I I personally just think it's really neat that the bears have a chance. So so we work with them and, and they, he developed a new trap and, you know, it's a good trap. So we helped him build the camera system and the lighting system on it. See, and like I said, they've caught more bears in Mississippi this year than they ever have. Bobby likes to run a feeder. I guarantee you, if you get a bear on your place. Oh, it'll be a mess. It'll, it'll be, be a, a mess. mess. Yeah. And you will not like having a black bear. Yeah. On didn't your we place. see a picture? Yeah. We saw one in Knoxville County that was Hang mounted. It. Mounted the feeder, <laughs> or like a you know, you plant a a, a tree, like you plant a, a a plum tree, and three years later it gets covered in plums. The bear will literally break the tree to the ground just to eat like three plums out of it. You know? Well, we tell our customers all the time, tree it tube is. will not work on a bear because yeah, because because bears will come in pig traps pretty regular. I mean, we see that all the time. And um, if you get a bear in your trap before he gets to your bait, drop the trap and run him off. Because if he ever learns that there's food in there, he's coming back, and, and you can't feed him enough. <laughs> oh, I, I got a picture of a long-tail cat in Knoxby County, too. I forgot. I'll have to show you when we get done. Mm. I, I think I would – just the idea of having a bear for a little while would uh, – I, I would give up a feeder if he tore it up. I would. Okay. I'd run him off. No doubt about what I'd do. I don't You'd give up your moultrie feeder? Uh, you know – Yeah, well, you would give up your moultrie Well, feeder. I'm just saying I could get another one. <laughs> After, after, after he left. And they called Dan. <laughs> yeah. Damn, brother Dan. He knows a guy. Yeah, he yeah. knows a guy. That's for sure. But he definitely knows I a guy. just think the bears are cool. There's a, um, I'm there's cheering a, for them. There's a Facebook group, uh, I know, in Mississippi for bear sighting. Yeah. People post their you know their game camera photos. Well, I tell you what, everybody that has used, I've heard just a lot of good things yeah, about the no traps about and it. the cameras and, and whatnot. And, and we have a big pig problem. And I like the idea that guys can go in together with adjoining landowners or members of a club and share it. That's a great idea, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, And, and that's just, you know, like I said, getting back to it. We've been working on this problem since the 1500s. Yeah. We've been growing this problem. DeSoto. DeSoto. I mean, that's a pretty long time ago. You know, so came, that's right after fourteen ninety two. He came right through. He came right through West Point. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah the original right dropping pigs. He, he sure did. I mean, that's what they were doing. You the can original. Blame, you, you can blame the Highway Fifty yeah. problem there on uh, DeSoto. It's pretty amazing. It's interesting too what you said. If you took a domesticated pig, and is that in just in his his lifetime he will grow hair and tusks if he's out in the wild? Oh, it's in like less than a year. So if he leaves him in a fence, he won't grow any hair and tusks. Uh-uh. So a domestic pig doesn't have any hair. Uh, not, not long hair like you're talking about on a on a wild pig. But you cut him out in the wild, and he's gonna have long. You turn hair and him loose, and yes, hair. they they start slimming up. Their hair starts getting longer. Their 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 tusk because now they're rooting and they're you know scavenging for food. And so, like I said, it it'll just start. And then what an adaptive creature. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, really. I mean, they're all. They're, I still want to get rid of them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they're impressive. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a formidable, you know, opponent. No adversary. doubt about it. So so you know, as far as you know, what we. The funny thing you talk about marketing or whatever, we sat down in the first marketing meeting and 
I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I mean, we, we, we trap pigs and I'm like, we can't say that. And Robbie's going, just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> you know, it'd be all right. And, and he was like, the good thing For is cubers. Yeah, y'all have a product talking about the hog eye camera system that generates his own video of an adversary that nobody likes. They stink, they smell, they tear up everything mm-hmm. and they're ugly. He was like, this is easy. That's right. YouTube, here we come. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's the biggest pig y'all have seen? Oh, that's a good question. That's, that's a real good question. question. Um, Weight wise, <laughs> they get over four hundred. Uh, they they can. That's very rare. I would say people you know, think they're four hundred, yeah. but they're not really four hundred. Or uh, you I, know. if you got to pick a two hundred pound pig up, it's, it's heavier. You than think four hundred pounds? You know, right. and, 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 <laughs> and we've seen. Matter of fact, we were doing a, a a little trapping thing, and this guy was on Facebook and doing live. And he was like, man, that pig's going to weigh 400 pounds. And I'm looking at going 400 pound pig is huge. And so, you know, he strings it up on these scales and I'm like, you might ought to pause that. And it weighed like 375. And he mm-hmm. was like, Oh, it's the funniest thing. And so of course he tied a rope to it and stood on it to make it go to 400 pounds. Uh, the very next day we catch a pig and I'm like, that one might weigh 400. So he puts it on the scale and it was only like 402. But he had made the one that was obviously smaller over 400. So yeah. now he had to do it again. I'm like, see, you tell lies. He just uh, you you tell lies. Yeah. That's such a big Atlanta. Have you, have you seen one that big? Uh, I killed one in, in Alabama with my bow that was, uh, I think, 325. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's that, a big that's one. A, that's a big one. I think this yeah. one that Hayden killed was, I mean, I, don't, I think it was between 250 and 300. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of pigs that we've been a part of. You know, we may not have necessarily caught them, but our customer caught them. We've seen them and documented. I can think of maybe four or five pigs in t- nine, ten years that went 400 pounds. Yeah. I've never it seen a 400-pounder, I don't think. And, and we caught two of them in the same spot in Kimber County, Mississippi. Golly. Like, they, were they boars or sows? Boars. Yeah. You know. And how old would one that size be? Uh, he didn't get any older. But would he yeah. be a teenager? As old as he's going to yeah. Would he be 10 years old or – I, I don't know. I've never, you know, I uh, hate to say, we've never worried about how old they were. We just worried about not letting them get any older. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you don't check their say. jawbones or anything. <laughs> no, we, we never. There's, there's your marketing <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said, that's just kind of, um, that's, that's good. That's kind that's of a, a good, good question. question. We've never, yeah, we've never worried never about, about that. About I just age. wonder. I'm, I'm like infatuated with, I really enjoy, and I should. Because I can't do anything. But during deer season, I'd just soon shoot a, a pig. He shoots the fire I, out of I, it. I really I enjoy it. But it seems like these the bigger ones, I'm going to say that 250-pound uh, boar, I lose more of those than I recover. But, I, I mean, I knock them down. It bloody them up. They're there. and I, But they just somehow get away. And they'll lay there. I mean, mm-hmm. like five, six minutes later, it, and then you look it, at him, he gets up and runs off. And, and then I can have a 150-pound sow come through, and I can shoot her in the exact same spot, do, do all this, and she'll be there. She might run 50. I'll find her. But these boars, are they're just tough as nails. You just need one of those double-barrel Holland & Holland 700 nitros. That's what you need, yeah. a bigger gun. That's it. <laughs> yeah. you got to put that 223 up. But they're a lot of fun to shoot. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Are you shooting? Oh, it's, it's tough. need more again? No, I'm 20. It, yeah, I don't have looking, a need more. I, you know, I've got a 25 off seven. We... we <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about, you know, kids being immediately put in a shooting house and, uh, you know, the small game thing is mm-hmm. kind of gone by yeah, the wayside. Gone by. And, uh, but, uh, 
I mean, there's a lot of pigs on public land now, and you You're can right. you can take a kid out and teach them how to stalk something and get downwind of them and creep up and. I will uh, say it's a from good my learning tool. They are great to stalk on if you get the wind on them. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, you can burn them up. I was in the hunting industry when I got into this, and mm-hmm. still yeah, in the hunting. Yeah, I, I made some <laughs> friends up up in you know on Highway 50, and you can't. I can't tell you how many times. Hey, we can go shoot a pig. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. you get the wind right, and you you know sneak up on them, and they shoot 35, 40 times, and one and a half pig yeah. does. <laughs> now it's not the way to get rid of them. No, uh, it's uh, fun. No, it's yeah. Yeah. and then somebody uh, you know uh, a couple of miles away is like, I all of a sudden got pigs. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. You know. I got pigs. They, they, I got it, pigs. You move them for a little while. That's right, for a that's little it. while. They yeah, and, and that's you're exactly right. And we do that. There's a lot of times farmer calls us. Hey, I just planted my crops, and pigs are tearing me up. Well, we don't have time to trap them now. Pressure Let, them out of there. Yeah, let's run them off, and then we'll catch them in two weeks when they come back. And he's like, Oh, they're not. They're do it with dogs back. typically. Uh, you can do it with dogs. You know, like I said, it's whatever it takes. You know, because now you're dealing with a landowner that's trying to make a living. So, right. So we try to help them immediately. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, when you help him. He's coming back. You know, you just mm-hmm. made a friend and all. And that's, that's, but that's a critical time of year for him. I mean, that's critical. Because yeah. if he doesn't get it right right, right now, now he's you know, gone, he's, baby yeah. ain't got he shoes knows. next that's winter. Right. I mean, you know, mm. so. it's crazy how they'll find a row of planted yeah, corn video. and they'll just bury their snout and walk in a straight line and eat and yep. chew. We've planted mm-hmm. it. All back. for that one little piece of corn. All right. Two things we need to do. They brought a trivia question. Ooh. And you know we've got our I, we've got our friends at Sheffield. We might could talk them into financing these traps for I, that people. is a great idea because it's a legitimate farm piece of farm equipment. Yeah, uh, I, bet, I bet we, we would have, love to talk to them about. Yeah, that. I bet we can make that happen. Yeah, and uh, I mean so, they're already financing all of Bobby's taxidermy. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to <laughs> these traps. So, so Richie, who is? Uh, who, Would you tee us up, Richie? Today's trivia is brought to you by Sheffield Financial. Explore swift, effortless, and convenient financing for power sports, outdoor power equipment, and trailers. Fueling your pursuits in hunting, fishing, and gamekeeping. More details at SheffieldFinancial.com. Well, Richie, you have polished that on up, hadn't you? Yeah, you didn't add pig traps, Richie. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're, we're it's it's a work in progress. Pig traps on there, Mm -hmm. Richie. You've got a million dollar radio voice. Well, apparently, it's uh, worth a dollar right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him that, Dudley. So, uh, look, Sheffield Financial guys. So, I mean, if you're in the market for a four wheeler or something, they got fourteen thousand offices. Yeah, tractors. They're good folks. Yeah, they are. And we're going to call them about pig traps. I, I, I'm i actually going to do that. For yes. Can you imagine if you could get a loan and cost share for a pig trap? I mean, think of how many we could buy. Ooh. Who are we playing There's for, There's multiple options. All right, so we're playing here for George A. Fig. Uh, so F-I-G? F-I-F-E-I-G-E. Ooh. So good Fe- good Is that phage? Or, uh, you know, it could be Figgy. I don't, you know. I think you like, you nailed it the first time. So, uh, you know, with Bobby and these uh, names he hands me, yes. I think there's something to do with that. I so. think it's Fige. I think like Siege. Well, there's like a Figgy with like Marvel uh, Productions, you know. I and, did get a call the other day. There wasn't Calvin Klein that sent in that question. Oh, it wasn't? No, there's was a nice lady emailed me. She said, hey, we've got. I'm not Calvin Klein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically. We thought we were going to get to go turn you on know, <laughs> Calvin Klein's place. So, uh, George here left a nice review, and uh, we're playing for a uh, one-year subscription of Gamekeeper Magazine. Boom, the best that? book out there. Yeah, the yeah, gift that keeps giving all year long. All right, so so we actually brought two questions, because I, 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 I don't know, know how difficult this on us, you wanted to tell. be. <laughs> you know so, we're undefeated. 
Well, oh. he's going to be as difficult as Well, I think so. Undefeated? Wait, that's wait, just wait, told wait, me wait. which one Yeah, great. Right. What are you doing, Bobby? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I don't know about undefeated. All right, so so and these numbers were very- Maybe verif- heavily edited. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Keep on. It's quite, I, I can come up with a third one. <laughs> no. um, so we're going to talk about, you know, in Mississippi, Alabama. Okay. All right. And we, we talked about that earlier, that the average, you know, population is 1.5% growth rate. So- if you start with 20 pigs... Hold on, let me get my calculator out. I, I don't know that you can do it with that. Okay. If you start with 20 pigs, All right. how many pigs do you have in 10 years? And how many pigs do you have in 20 years? All right. Now, let's go to the other question. <laughs> so that would be exponential. Yeah. That's exponential growth. Right. Right. Give, right. give me a pencil. I can figure Man, this out. Man, I forgot all my formulas. I'm sorry. All right. So, how long do I have? An hour? All right, we'll Let, we'll go. Let's go to the other question. We'll go to the other question and see if you decide for ten years. You're take off okay, the shoes. Okay, so the other question is: so we talked about you know the the first pigs came in with Desoto, and then the Eurasian boars were brought in in the year eighteen ninety. Does anybody know what state the first Eurasian boars were dropped off in? Um, I'm gonna say Virginia. Ooh. I mean, it would just be a guess. I mean, you you want to say Arkansas just because that's the name of their college? Who lived in Arkansas in 1890? Good question. A <laughs> uh, bunch of Ozarkians. <laughs> um, Lanny, you got a guess? I'm working on my math over here. Okay. Uh, what first state that they were dropped off in for hunting? Eurasian boars bought in, brought in in 1890 for hunting. Which state were they dropped off? Oh in? well, I'm gonna change my answer. You said for hunting. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why they. Yeah, I'm gonna say 100. For my guess is gonna be Alabama. I'm gonna say Tennessee. I'm gonna say Georgia, New Hampshire. Golly, <clears throat> you got us. Okay, I'm gonna guess. You ready? New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> you got that. All right. Uh, well, yeah. that's a good question. Atlanta, do we have enough? I don't think we have enough time for you to. You keep working no. and I'll wrap us up. Okay, so, go ahead. So uh, thank you for the question. And uh, George, we'll get you uh, your prize out. Uh, look, Blood on the Biologic, we usually do that at the beginning. It's brought to you by uh, LS Tractors. Jack, we've got this relationship with LS Tractors. They may make these fantastic tractors. They now have a bottom land. It's a 50-horsepower tractor. It's really cool. So you got to go check out LS Tractors when you get a chance. But got a couple of uh, folks that I want to bring a little attention to. Uh, One of our listeners, Tommy Maddalena, sent in. He's got a son, Aiden, that killed a nine-point. And he's got a daughter, Ella, her first deer, a really nice eight-point. So so we just want to give a shout-out to Aiden and Ella. Man, the background in those photos, they look like they know how to manage their habitat. You know, you see all that. I think that's South Carolina. Not in the tree. There. Yeah. A lot of early successional stuff going on. Pretty cool. Dudley, what you got? Uh, Quade Johnson uh, in Monroe County. Young guy. Killed a big old 10 point. Ken Ivey sent me the photo. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats, Quade. Richie, you trying to hunt with your daughter? How's that going? We're still working on with both my daughters there. We uh still working on it. Uh we went hard over the holidays and uh you know, so we're still gonna give it give it the old college try here at the end of the season. Yeah, well we hope we can give you a shout out here pretty soon. Lanny, yeah. what you got? Uh what was it? Twenty pigs, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Twenty pigs, ten years. So after ten years you would have you start off with twenty pigs, you would have one thousand one hundred and fifty three pigs. 
That is correct. Whoa! How it's actually the, impressive. How in the world did you figure that out? He's been dealing with his Saffron. Saffron. <laughs> and he didn't even take yeah. his shoes Google. off. Look at that. Well, I'm impressed. Look at all that Saffron. And that Saffron boy. Yeah. So, uh, Lanny. Bobby. I am impressed. I, I am too. Let, let me just go ahead and say. Yeah, I'm, that's like I'm, a question. That's why you, I work on the profit and loss and you don't. That's yeah, like yeah. a question. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. So, Jack. We are not. Uh, we, we remain undefeated. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just here. I'm a, Lanny pulled us out. <laughs> we'll fix that in post as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so who you got, Lanny? So uh, Robert Arrington was here a couple weeks ago, and his wife harvested a great deer with us, uh, yeah. Sarah Arrington. And his daughter harvested, harvested her first buck, Area Arrington, uh, with us. So that was great. We also have a first-timer, a guy named James McTaggart a local guy here who uh, went to a hunter education course with us here and decided to want to go hunting. We took him shooting. He shot his rifle before he oh, went Hayden's hunting. Oh, Hayden's buddy from school. Hayden's, yeah. He ended up harvesting not only his first deer, which was an eight point, but a second deer, which was a doe. So he is on his way to gamekeeping. That, he is an overachiever. Yeah, he is. He is. Wow. And, and so, Lanny, you're responsible for that. Congratulations. Well, I wouldn't say. I mean, his father was there. It was a community effort. Yeah, but it was good to have him. Out. You are the hero of this episode. What? You, you got the trivia question right. I don't this, know about the hero, bro. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I bet you could still make above a thirty on the ACT. I mean, that's a tough question right there. I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> really, ain't that bad. Okay, look, guys, y'all give out your phone numbers or your uh, email address or your website, something, so people can get in touch with you. Hogeye Cameras website is, is hogeyecameras.com. Uh, bigpigtrap.com is where you can find that information about yeah. bigpigtrap.com. That's right. That's right. And we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, all the, all the, all the socials, but, um, and we're going to be doing some specific content yeah. with them. Yeah. So this will be a lot of fun. And, uh, We've enjoyed listening to this. So yeah, very I, good. I, Appreciate y'all I, being I, here. I think there's. I still have more questions, so I'm sure we'll end up doing yeah, this again. Yeah, we're gonna do it again. Yeah. Surely. So, anybody else got anything before we cut out? No. We sure appreciate everybody listening and watching the television show. It's now on the Sportsman's, yeah, Sportsman's channel, guys. Channel. First and second quarter, we're on the Sportsman's channel. I think Sunday nights. Jack, are you up at uh, nine o'clock on a Sunday night? You can watch the Gamekeeper Television Show. And uh, I, I like to catch it on the on the repeat or on the online series. <laughs> there you go. He don't stay up past dark. Yeah, I don't past think. dark. Yes, he doesn't know. look like a guy that stays no. up past dark. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Well, this has been fun. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys coming. We enjoyed yeah. visiting with you. Why don't you say goodbye, Dudley? Goodbye, Dudley. Get us out of here, Richie. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Gamekeeper Podcast, and be sure to tune in again. Subscribe to Gamekeeper Farming for Wildlife magazine and don't miss the Mossy Oak Properties Fistful of Dirt podcast with my good buddy, Ronnie Cuz Strickland.